0: I kind of felt like uh, as I, Jason and I talked about that, you know, just the, the parable of the talents is, you know, as you use what God's given you, he gives you more. And so I just felt like, you know, Jason's heart for more music like that really will come as he begins to share and to use what God's given him, and in using that, God will equip him with even more. And that's kind of one of the things, you know, the Wednesday night is kind of new to us, um, You know, we do Sunday mornings, and so Wednesday night was always just been one of those things that's really been hard for me to kind of find my rhythm, to find my flow. And so one of the things that I know, for me, that I I really look forward to on the Wednesday nights is the worship, because I think there's just something about the Wednesday night worship um, you know, I think Sunday morning, and I don't want to say that, that that's why you come, but I mean, we come more just out of it Sunday morning. It's, it, we, we need to be in church. Um, I think Wednesday night, those of you that come on Wednesday night, I think you're here because you really want something more. I think you want something deeper. And so I think when we kind of come with that expectation, we kind of come with that heart before God You know, God just begins to kind of move in that. Uh, You know, when we come thirsty, God's God wants to satisfy that thirst. When we come hungry, you know, God wants to fulfill that hunger. And so, as we as we kind of come and we just want more of God, we want more of His presence. um, God delivers, and I feel like that's partly what the Wednesday night worship is. There just seems to be a desire for something. deeper. Um, I think for me, one of the, you know, other interesting aspects, you know, for me, I'll just, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, I've really been worshiping the last two Wednesday nights from a place of just great brokenness. Um, I don't want to go into details about that, but um, there's also kind of a, there's kind of that place, and I think we've all been there, um, where, you know, God is working, um, in you. I, I, I had, uh, as soon as we got home um, last Wednesday at night, I, I had texted Jason and I said that, that song, Give Me Faith, to trust what you say. Uh, there's a, it, it, the opening line in that is, um, you know, inviting God to break our hearts. And God was in the, in the process of breaking some things in me that needed to be broken. And so last Wednesday night, um, tonight, you know, just worshiping out of that place of brokenness. Um, it's, there's just some, something that God does in that place of brokenness that is so unique and so um, different and, and so deep. Um, and it's, just, it's one of those places where you can just stay for a really, really long time because there's a sweetness there. Um, It was, uh, give me faith to trust what you say, that your um, heart is kind, that your love is good. And that song, just. and I I told Jason, I said, that song was like an arrow um, into my heart. And so it's one of the things that I really have loved about the Wednesday night, is I feel like the worship here is just so much deeper. I feel like it is so, we're after something more than... Maybe what uh, we traditionally do on a Sunday morning. So I really appreciate um, Jason's gift. You know, it's definitely been a blessing to me in so many ways. Uh, And I know in our congregation, and I really long to see that gift in him grow and and begin to share that and begin to minister to us from uh, that place of what God is doing uh, in him through music. So... I just appreciate that so much. Um, we've been kind of working through our way just on um, overcoming temptation. I'm going to try to finish this up tonight. It's kind of interesting, you know. I I, I kind of write this thinking, okay, you know, when I when I wrote this, I kind of thought, okay, this is like a one-time Wednesday night teaching, and we're on part three of what should have been a one-night teaching on this. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of finish this um, up tonight. And it really is just kind of talking about you know, how to overcome temptation in our lives. And I know for some of you that are in the parenting class, you haven't been um, exposed to any of this. Um, so one of the things that I really kind of encouraged uh, in the last two weeks, I want to encourage again tonight is if you can really kind of find an area where you're really kind of feeling temptation, it, it's, it's kind of good just to bring that to mind, um, to be aware of an area in your life where there is, is a strong temptation. We talked about last week, it can kind of just be overeating. Uh, it can be you know shopping you know that that just spending overspending i mean it, it can be in areas um, of your you know your sexuality it could be you know uh, you know temptation for um you know pornography it can be a temptation for um you know uh, adultery i mean there's there's just a lot of areas uh in that uh, arena um, where the devil is just very very creative um, in using temptation, and, and we kind of talked about, you know, last week, and, and you know, that, that part of the temptation is, is that we all have desires, and we have a desire to eat, we have a desire to, um, you know, buy things, we have a desire to have needs met, um, and oftentimes the temptation is, is, is that the enemy will take a very legitimate need, uh, need to eat and, and, and he will take that and he will twist that um, to make it, you know, overeating, or he'll twist it in a way to kind of make it like, you know, uh, bulimia. Um, it got, you know, the, God's given us, um, you know, obviously uh, sexual desires, and, and the enemy wants to take that, and, and he wants to take a legitimate God-given need and have us fulfill that in illegitimate, ungodly ways. And so often he uses the the vice of temptation Um, to get us there. And so we've kind of been talking about for this hopefully to have some impact and, and to have some application in your life, if you can uh, just take an area. And we've talked, you know, again, all of us are tempted. There's, there's not a one of us here that, that has not faced temptation. Uh, and, and the scriptures talk about that there is no temptation um, um, that is common to man. And that, that is, is that, that there's no temptation I have faced that, that all of you have not faced as well. There's no temptation that you have faced that all of us in this room um, haven't faced. So, so there's no Temptation that is unique to you. You can't stand up here tonight and say, I have been tempted in this way, and we're all gonna go, never had that. Wow, you are unique. Uh, it's, it's common. Uh, all of us have been tempted. Uh, Jesus was tempted in all ways, the scripture says, as we were, um, yet he did not sin. And so again, it is not sinful to be tempted. Sin comes when we yield or surrender to that temptation. So we've kind of been talking about that. I think it's just, again, important. Um, as I write this, um, it's, I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm reflecting upon areas uh, where I am tempted, you know, and, and then reflecting on what has been helpful um, to me. And so again, it's just, I think it just helps to to have that, so we're kind of looking at you know what the advice James gives us pertaining to how do you overcome, how do you endure, how do you push through uh, those times when you're tempted. James 1.12 says, "Blessed is the man um, who endures or overcomes temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him." So again, there's a prize, there's a reward uh, that for enduring, for overcoming um, temptation. So we've been kind of looking at five principles that. I think are important to understand when, when temptation comes. I mean, how do, how do you deal with that? I mean, what are, what are some things that, that would be helpful for us to know in enduring and overcoming temptation? We kind of talked about that first principle was, you know, just being realistic and just facing the fact that, that all of us in this room have been tempted. Everyone's tempted uh, again, there's kind of just this misconception that once you're born again, that you'll no longer face temptation. I mean, you know, you can't get any more righteous than the Son of God, and and Jesus was tested. I mean, he was tested uh, in the wilderness, forty days after uh, no food. Um, you know, and, and right away uh, he is tempted uh, to change uh, the bread into stone, and and he said that you know after. Uh, those three temptations, that, that the devil left him for a season, which implies that the devil was going to come back and, uh, once again, try to tempt Jesus in other areas and other ways of his life. And so it's just being realistic. If Jesus was tempted, the Son of God, we're going to be tempted, and it's something that all of us um, face. Um, Second principle is be responsible. And that is when you are tempted, take responsibility for it. Don't try to pass it off on other people. Don't blame other people. Don't blame God. Oh, you know, God uh, is tempting me with evil. We've kind of talked. God doesn't do that. God doesn't test us uh, or tempt us with sin or things that are evil. So we need to be responsibility. Uh, we need to be responsible. Um, And again, we love to blame other people. Verse 13 says, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone with evil. So again, God does not tempt anyone with sin uh, or evil, but we love to blame others and we want to succumb to temptations. Um, And and so again, uh, we talked about this. Again, I just think this is such an important point. When we fail to take responsibility... For our actions, when we want to blame other people or we want to blame God um, for uh, the circumstances, again, it is a sign. It is a red flag sign of of spiritual immaturity. It's an area you need to grow up spiritually um, in. Third principle regarding temptation is you know be realistic, be responsible, and again, it's be ready. You know it's it's coming. Um, You may have had a season of temptation that you have successfully come through. Be ready. Another wave, another season of temptation is coming. Be prepared. You know, scriptures talk about, you know, again, be on your guard. Jesus, Matthew 26, 41, says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Paul says in Ephesians 6, he says, put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes, the plans of the enemy. So again, be ready, be prepared. And the fourth one, this is kind of where we left off last week, I want to pick up again this week, we'll get four and five done. Again, the fourth one is just refocus. When temptation kind of begins, we talked about this last week. Where does it begin? It begins on the inside. All temptation begins with an inner desire. As a matter of fact, we kind of went through the four steps last week of you know how it goes from temptation to sin, and the first step we talked about again, is desire that it begins on the inside of you. There will just come this thought, this voice um tempting you um and so again. The principle here is we need to think, we need to change what we're thinking about in order to overcome it. This is the uh, principle uh, that some people will call it replacement. And um, it, 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 again, it, it is just this ability to be able to simply refocus your thoughts, So when that inner desire, that inner thought, that inner voice begins to tempt you, it is refocusing, taking the focus off of that and refocusing it onto something else. It's turning your attention to something else, shifting your thoughts. Um, Instead of looking at what you're tempted by, again, refocusing is look at something else. Now, and this is what Paul says. Paul says, finally, brethren, in Philippians 4.8, he lays out kind of this standard. The Campbells are not leaving because they're offended. <laughs> Paul says this. Paul says, here's kind of the standard. He said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and anything worthy of praise. Dwell or focus on these things. So again, when, when temptation begins to come, when the enemy is trying to take maybe a legitimate desire and get you to begin to satisfy that in an illegitimate, ungodly way, um, as that inner desire begins, as you begin to take that first step of the four steps towards sin, again, what, the, what Paul's saying is, again, shift the focus. Get your mind on something that is true, that is lovely, that is honorable, right, pure, of good repute, excellence, anything worthy of praise. Let your mind dwell on these things. See, when, when you take that step in desire toward temptation, you, you've begun to dwell on something, and the longer you dwell on that, the further you're going to go in those steps until you actually um, yield to that temptation. And so that's why I think it is so important that in that first step, I mean, the further you go into those, that process, that four-step process, the harder it is going to be to stop and to turn around. And that's why it's so important that when you get that desire, when you begin to focus on that desire, what is tempting you, that is the time to refocus and um, to shift away. And, and, and what Paul's saying here is, is dwell on These things that fulfill this standard. Um, So, again, it's just, you know, focus your mind on the goodness of God. We talked a little bit about that. You know, why? Because the more you fight the feeling, the more it grabs you. You know, so so sometimes we're trying to fight the temptation rather than refocus. I'm going to fight it and don't. Because, again, the more you focus on the temptation, the more it is going to pull you in and to draw you in. Focus on what you want. Again, be refocused. Get your eyes off of the negative. Get your eyes on the goodness of God. Are you a chronic worrier? Is that a big temptation for you? It's because you're doubting the goodness of God. So again, whatever gets your attention gets you. Whatever has your attention has you. So again, whatever you resist, persist. You know, so don't fight it. Just refocus, turn your back on it. Again, how do you get out of depression? Not by just looking at what you are and telling yourself what you are. That doesn't change anything. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm a worrier. Uh, Again, you're not telling yourself, um, you're telling yourself what you are. Uh, So you wanna begin to kinda just refocus your thinking and begin to focus on what you want. Begin to focus on, you know, who you are in Christ. We kind of talked a little bit about that on Sunday morning. You know, sometimes it's just maybe finding a scripture um, that, for whatever reason, um, you know, I, I was sharing with Jason earlier, the scripture that's really captured my heart this week is Psalm 139. i uh, really been focusing a lot on that psalm, um, and, 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 it, and it's helping To refocus, it's helping me in that place of brokenness right now. Um, And so, oftentimes, again, it's uh, just finding scriptures. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will. There's just power in that. When you will something, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I I will. Again, you're willing it. I I am determined to bless the Lord at all times. His praise will. I'm willing it. I'm desiring. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So again, it's just, it's getting the negative, the bad out and replacing it, refocusing it with the good. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I am a heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Um, you know, I'm, I'm beloved of God. I am favored by God. I mean, you just begin to, to, to speak that um, out. Um, oftentimes, I, I haven't, probably haven't done this for a while, so for a lot of you, this will be kind of new. I want you to do something for me um, tonight. I'm, I'm gonna ask you to just begin counting um, in your head from, from one to ten, um, just, so in just a second, I'm going to ask you just to do that silently in your head. I'm just going to ask you to begin to count from one um, to ten. At some point in that, um, I'm going to just say now, and I want you to say with me, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And, and I'm, I, wanna, I just want to show you a really neat way that God has wired you, okay? So I'm going to ask you just to Go ahead, uh, and uh, I'll be quiet here in just a second. I'm just going to ask you just to begin to count to 10 in your mind, to yourself silently. Now, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. What happened to the counting in your head? It stopped. Anytime you begin to speak out, the mind has to stop to listen to what the mouth is saying. That's a, that's, God's wired you that way. That whatever is happening in your mind, in your thinking, your inner voice, as you just begin to speak out the truth, the goodness of God, those inner voices have to stop and listen to what you're speaking So, again, that's part of that refocusing and and using um, the word of God. Getting God's word, not just in your mind, but out of your mouth. Um, So, again, what you resist, persist. um, And, again, uh, don't argue with the devil. That's never a good strategy, (laughs) Uh, he's smarter than you are. He's a lot better at this game of temptation than you are. He's had thousands of years of experience. So again, when you know temptation calls, um, again, just refocus. And again, it may just it may involve you physically removing yourself from the situation. Uh, You know, if you don't want to get stung, get away from the bees, uh, so to speak. So maybe you just need to to change the channel uh, on the TV. Maybe you need to walk out of the movie. Maybe you need to do something really drastic, like, you know, changing jobs, getting different friends, uh, you know, whatever you need to do. Uh, Joseph was in a temptation, uh, and remember, he left his coat uh, and ran. So, you know, if you have to leave your coat, leave your coat, um... Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, bad company corrupts good character. Uh, You know your weakness, um, and God does too. So again, maybe you just need to be redirected. So looking ahead to what James uh, 1.18 says, it says, he chose to give us birth Again, you might want to circle that word birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Now, again, he's not talking about your physical birth there. He's talking about being spiritually born, a rebirth. That is um, being born of the, of the spirit. Uh, and that is the fifth principle, really, for overcoming temptation is you've got to get born again and spirit filled. I mean, this, this probably should have been, you know, principle number one, two, three, and four, because uh, it's, it's the most important principle of all of them. I didn't know whether to start with it or end with it, but uh, it is the most important principle um, and that is, you've got to be born again and spirit-filled if you're ever going to be able uh, to break bad habits, to get control of your life, and to be able to be blessed in the way that God wants to bless you. You've got to get him in your life so that, that through the power of God, he can really begin uh, to change Uh, your character to begin to mend your broken heart, to begin uh, to fill those empty places that are driving you um, uh, in those temptations. Again, being born again, being spirit-filled, I mean, it, it just gives you an unlimited capacity to be able to overcome and to withstand temptation. None of us in this room, I mean, even collectively, we do not have enough power to resist temptation on our own. That's why we keep falling. Uh, we need supernatural power. I think it was, was it you the other day, Nancy, that made the comment, we were talking about the building situation, and, and Nancy said, this is where, you know, uh, we get to take uh, God's super and add it to our natural. And I thought, well, that's kind of a neat way of looking at that. Okay, well, that's, it's just contagious, isn't it, just... Spread the word. That's bad. that's good. And we we need we need uh, God's super with our natural, um, really to overcome uh, temptation. Um, so again, we've talked about that. Just being born again. It's just really kind of coming to that place where you realize you cannot live this life. You cannot. You can't do it without God. You can't. I mean, there's just we we can't win. We cannot overcome um and so again it's just being born again asking him to come in asking him to be lord asking him to forgive us asking him to take control of our lives asking him to give us the power that we need to be able to um live the way he has called and created um us to live you will not be able to say no to temptation until you first say yes uh to god and to jesus christ we need his power in our lives um and again, you just kind of need to know, again, and this is why it's so important, you've got to know what are the most vulnerable areas in your life. God knows, the devil knows, so you've got to know what are the areas in my life where I am most prone, most open, and most vulnerable um, to temptation. What are my weak spots? Um, and again, if you if you've, uh, haven't figured that out, you need to, because once you've figured out where you're weak, you will know when and where you're most likely to fall. And you can, well, last week, I kind of talked about, you know, in, in temptation, if you, if you really honestly go back and look at, at areas where you've been tempted, you will find very common patterns that, that just are like, they're just repeated patterns um, that you kind of just follow um, in, in a particular um, sin. You'll, ju- you'll just notice, and we, I kind of talked about, you know, sometimes overeating. There, there are times um, and things that consistently Drive that. Um, it, it 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 may be you know. I kind of shared last week. You know, again, you know, a lot of times um, I I will be very tempted and very driven to eat more at night. You know, so I I, I need to be aware at nighttime. It's just good for me to be busy doing other things. If I'm sitting, you know, in the, in the chair, kind of just mindlessly watching television, again, that, that temptation just comes. So there's, there, are, there are identifiable, consistent patterns. And again, when you're able to kind of key into that, you can kind of begin to change it um, so that it, 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 you're not falling into that um, rut. So again, it's just important to kind of figure it out because what, what often happens is we just constantly put ourselves in that place where we're just going to constantly... Be tempted. You know, again, it can be, you know, your appetite, your temper, you know, lack of self-control, spending, you know, our words. Um, Sometimes we're just tempted to say things we know we shouldn't say. Uh, Drugs, um, you know, alcohol, lustful thoughts. And so, again, uh, the enemy knows your hot buttons. Um, And and once we acknowledge that, own up to that, and kind of begin to surrender and just give that to God and ask him to give us the power uh, to get past that, um, he he'll just come in and just begin to give you uh, power and ability to uh, endure and to withstand that. First Corinthians ten thirteen says God is faithful, and that's just a good thought to meditate on. God is faithful, even when you're not. God remains faithful to you. He says He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. And again, just a great promise, and that is God never puts more on you, Uh, he never allows more on you than he puts in you. And I think my mic cut out, is that? Okay, I'm back. So again, God never puts more on you, God never puts more... um, more on you than he puts in you to overcome that. Um, I, I oftentimes, um, kind of, one of the ways that I, I try to encourage myself is, you know, as a born-again believer, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit comes and, and resides in you. And so if I'm born again, I'm spirit-filled, I just always try to remind myself I am much bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. And that that is true, when God's power resides in you, uh, it gives you the power, it gives you the ability um, to, uh, again, endure and overcome that. Um, So again, God never puts more on you, he never allows more on you than he puts in you to bear up. Um, So let me just, we're getting kind of close, Let me just kind of give you two awesome resources um, that you need to fight temptation. And these are resources that I think every one of you already have. You may just not be using them. So first resource you need in order to fight temptation is fellowship with other Christians. You just gotta get with other believers. You will not make it if you do not have fellowship with other Christians. We were not meant to fight this battle alone. Get involved with solid you know, Christian friends, I can only speak that God has really put some amazing people in my life that have really been um, proof of this for me. Pastor Mark and Pastor Jason um, have just been, I I can't even find the words to describe that relationship that I have with them. Um, And it is um, a place where I, I oftentimes get a lot of strength, I get a lot of support, I get a lot of encouragement When I was in the Methodist church, we were told as pastors there that you do not ever, 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 ever reveal any issues, any weaknesses. I mean, they they just adamantly discouraged that. And so for the first nine years when I was in churches, I mean, you just never, ever let down your guard at all. And that was just kind of really kind of just beat into us. And so it, it's really, really hard for me because I I come from a place where it just wasn't encouraged. It just wasn't um, allowed, and and so oftentimes you just kind of struggled uh, alone, on your own, and and I and I know you know for Janie, you know my wife, I know that that was kind of a you know, drummed into her head as well. as We just, we, we never did that. And so when when we came to Praise Community Church and, um, you know, we realized that that just didn't work for us anymore. And so uh, just through that, God has just put some, and, and just brought some amazing, amazing people uh, into my life. Um, and, you know, Pastor Jason, Pastor Mark are two of those. And other one is, you know, Fred will love this, is, you know, Kurt Zerbel. A lot of you know Kurt and, I are very, very close friends and the, the unique thing about Kurt um, is, you know, with, with Pastor Mark and Pastor Jason, there's kind of, we have kind of a uh, common denominator in there in, in that we're uh, pastors and oftentimes what, what I struggle with in relationships is, is being able to get people to get beyond the, um, the barrier of my being a pastor. And so often when you just become very one-dimensional for a lot of people, and I'm not doing this to put guilt or shame on anybody here. I'm just trying to be honest with you. And you just become very, very one-dimensional. And everybody sees you as pastor. Um, and the amazing thing about Kurt, um, and I've, I've often told him this, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know why, you were able to somehow just blow past all of that. I always tell him, I, think, I just think you were too dumb to know any better. But I, I tell him that all the time. I am so thankful that you, that you chose to push through all of that and just be my friend. Um, and it, it is important I'm just telling you from my perspective, it is so important to have those kinds of people in your life. People that are solid, that are are going to accept you, that are that they're gonna love you. Um, you know, I've been able to be very, very open with Mark and Jason and Kurt this week about what I'm going through. And it, it it's just it's been a safe And it's been a very, very um, helpful place for me to be. And I, I stand here tonight and I think, where would I be without that? Second thing is we need God's Word. The Bible is our secret weapon against temptation, it's the truth. It is, it is that one thing that will separate spirit from soul. It, it, is, it, is, it is one thing that can cut sharper than anything else, and, and it can discern the thoughts, um, the word says. Jesus said in 8, 8.32, you will know the truth, the truth will set you free. How many of you know if the truth can set you free, it can keep you free? Amen? Do you want to be free from that bad habit? Again, refocus, reshift your thoughts from the things that are tempting you to the word of God, to his promises, who you are in Christ. Fill your mind with God's word. Instead of thinking about what's getting you down, get your mind on what's good, what's holy, what's of excellence, what's of good repute. Again, you study it. You memorize it. You meditate on it. And that word meditation, I've talked about this before. It's like a cow chewing its cud. You know how a cow will just kind of chew and chew and chew and chew, and then they'll swallow it. And then they'll bring it back up and chew and chew and chew and chew and and swallow it and bring it back up. That's meditation. It's just taking the word of God, and it's, 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 it's... studying it. it it's, it's chewing on it. It's, it's thinking about it. And, and then, you know, maybe leaving it uh, and then bringing it back again and, and, and setting it before you and thinking on it. And, you know, there, there's just something about that concept of meditation. Um, get into a Bible study. I think Janie is starting a Bible study tomorrow night or tomorrow morning for ladies. Um, I think it's, what time is it, Jason? 1030? Um, and she's meeting here at the church? Okay, Um, so she's gonna be just starting that uh, tomorrow, so maybe for some of you, and is it it just for ladies? I don't, I live with her, I don't know. Um, So this just may be a great opportunity for you to get into um, a Bible study, again, where you're you're around uh, believers, you're able to build up and to be built up um, in that. So that's, I, I wanna, I'm just gonna, uh, close um, with that per request.